a two ounce slice of liver packs more than a thousand. Am I reading? Yeah, a thousand percent of your daily value. Um, Again with the organ meat. Yep. So six well beef steak six ounce beef steak offers one hundred fifty percent of daily value. Eggs. Eggs back on the list. Whole egg provides six percent of your daily value. Uh, milk products one cup of whole milk eighteen percent of your daily value. B12 isn't considered harmful in large amounts because it's often poorly absorbed and easily excreted. So that's the thing. I mean, I guess the absorption, too, of B12 uh, can definitely be a, uh, a challenge. It says in the Healthline article, so B12 absorption is more complex than, than that of any other vitamins because it is aided by a protein known as, intr- as intrinsic factor. Some people are lacking in this protein and may thus need B12 injections or higher doses of supplements. Huh. Interesting. That's something I wasn't aware of. So <clears throat> those are the four that. that we, knew, we learn new things every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, even I knew, learn stuff every day. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We have a informative episode for you guys tonight. Uh, we're going to explore the idea of vitamin deficiency. Are we, uh, are people in the United States subject to vitamin dis- defic- deficiency, and which vitamins are we deficient in? Or if maybe, we are. or maybe we just can't say the word deficiency. 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 I know it is a tough one. It's a tongue twister for me. So, mm. but before we jump into that, we got to thank you guys for listening this week and every week. Um, we can tell you guys are doing so by the download numbers that continue to go up. Uh, so keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we know you guys are sharing the podcast with a friend um, and also leaving the ratings and reviews. Our ratings are going up. Remember, if you haven't done so already, you can go to the pod- Apple Podcasts. Um, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating review there. Five stars like, only. I feel like our ratings have not moved much because we get good reviews, thankfully. Ah, yes. Yeah, it's I mean, the, the ratings... The number of reviews You're true. That's right. That's true. Up. The rating is still five stars, so... <laughs> let's, let's be clear here. That's right. That's 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 a good point. So, uh, the the reviews are uh, have been coming in fast and furious, so... <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, guys... Um, Want to let you know that if you are looking for a customized workout plan, you can send us a message on the ATF Podcast Instagram. That's right, the ATF Podcast. We have an Instagram page. Send us a DM, and we can talk about sending you a customized workout plan through the Tampa Strength app. All you got to do is provide some information about workout goals or fitness goals, uh, previous injuries, uh, exercise equipment access, and then we can build a program for you uh, and deliver it to you right on your smart device. So send us a DM at the ATF podcast. All right, training recaps. Would you like to go first? You'd like me to go first. Go for it. Okay. Uh, had a good, pretty good week of training. Uh, started well, I should say. The week started well. Uh, Monday, uh, got a, a, a lift in. Both, uh, I would say, I got it at the gym or this morning in the morning with the kettlebell, and then I got some uh, upper body in at the gym. And then Tuesday, I went to a jujitsu class, had a good jujitsu class. But then Tuesday night, came home, started feeling a little under the weather. 
I know uh, Ella had brought home, I think, a cold from some of the new kids that uh, joined her in her new uh, basically semester of school. So yep. she brought some of that home Back to, to us. school sick time. Mm-hmm. And I, I was down for the count Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday was really rough. Um, I didn't get much sleep Tuesday night. And then Wednesday, you know, work all day. Uh, so when I came home, I crashed hard. Uh, and then woke up Thursday feeling a little bit better. Still not good enough to go to jujitsu. Um, but, uh, I, you know, rebounded, got a lot of work done. Um, a little, little workout at the gym myself. And then Friday bounced back, did a workout at the house and I did a workout at the gym. Um, so I felt pretty good about myself. Nice. Two two days of sauna also this week. Nice. So that helped me feel. Try to I think really Recover. helped me kick. Yeah, I think it helped me kick that uh the cold. I still got a little bit of it, but it's not nearly as bad. Not nearly a fatigue. Not nearly as congestion. So feeling better. Um, what about you? I honestly don't remember. You don't remember your training recap this week? I don't. This oh. week was like, I don't know. I feel like I've been brainwashed. You've been brainwashed. And I don't, I don't, I remember doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I literally don't remember what else I did. No hit workouts or anything like that? Well, I can mind? say no. Mm-hmm. No. This you was, uh, this was also, end of the week was very challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Included me not sleeping much for about 48 hours. So, yeah, I don't remember. I think it <laughs> wiped my memory. Wow. Memory so, wipe weekend. Sorry. Week, I should say. Yeah. I feel like I really don't have anything. I don't have anything to add. Or what anything is, to contribute. What was, the, what was the thing called in Men in Black that they like? Oh, yeah. The little flasher. You probably wouldn't know, though. Why wouldn't your, I wipe it? Because oh. they wiped your memory. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to say that that's what happened to me. I forgot what that thing was Lack called. of sleep. Neuralizer? It sounds about right. Sounds right. All right. Memory neuralizer yes. or something. Yep. There you but go. But yeah, I was I was neuralized, basically, mm-hmm. by lack of sleep. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think we've addressed sleep a couple times on this podcast before. Um, maybe there's the rare breed that can get a little bit of sleep, but I figure the vast Not majority us. of people... Don't function well on it. And I think it's the key. I mean, more and more research that comes out that you know, indicates that we gotta get more sleep. Yeah, you. you know? That was actually going to be the topic of today's podcast, actually. And then it kind of struck us as funny because we both came off of a really bad sleep week, mm-hmm. and figured we'll just leave that one for right now. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it in the hopper. It will oh, it'll be coming God. sooner rather than later. So, but the topic for this week's podcast is about uh, basically nutrients. And, you know, it could probably be in a, a certain way tied to sleep. Um, we're basically going to explore the idea of nutrient deficiency, um, you know, to see if uh, Americans specifically are nutrient deficient. So I was kind of doing some, I wasn't kind of, I was doing research for this episode and I was trying to find reliable sources for, to actually provide the information about 
whether or not Americans are vitamin deficient or if they're deficient in vitamins, which specific ones they are. So basically, they all kept going. Every article I looked at really kept referring back to the CDC, which makes sense. You know, the CDC makes uh, does population study on different type of nutritional uh, aspects. And one of them they did was on uh, nutrients, you know, basically if you know, individuals being nutrient deficient or not. And according to the most recent, um, basically, study they did that the CDD, the CDD, the CDC did. <laughs> the um, CBD. <laughs> surprisingly, they must do them like every 10 years or so um, because recent was 2012. They actually have an infographic from the CDC's second nutrition report. Um, and this is from 2012. And in the CDC report presents information on 58 measures of diet and nutrition in the body to give us a snapshot of the nutrition status of the U.S. population. Huh. So I think maybe there actually might be another one coming out this year. If they did this in 2012, maybe do it every 10 years or so. Yeah. Um, so, but this is the most recent thing I could find. Um, so according to this article or according to this report from the CDC, it says that nine out of 10 Americans are getting enough of some important vitamins and nutrients. Thank gosh. So, I mean, that's a good indicator, but that's also, it has a couple interesting, interesting words in there. Nine out of 10, so it's not everybody, but a large percentage. But it's getting enough of some important vitamins and nutrients. Which so. means there are others, <laughs> they're not. So it's like they wanted to give people a pat on their back, but they were also like, but let's not get too excited. Yeah, it's so, like our legal team does not allow us to say, Good job. Right. So in this article, they uh, highlighted four specific nutrients um, that uh, were basically were well. The first one, basically, they were talking about how uh, it was a success story, specifically folic acid. Uh, oh, people yeah. are actually getting more folic acid, and it's actually really um, a big important thing for pregnant women. I remember taking my vitamins mm-hmm, because they can. They've discovered that a lack in folic acid. Um, or folate can learn uh, lead to like development issues in the fetus. Yep. So they've actually reported that uh, by 1998, the FDA. Oh, sorry, that uh, by 1998, the FDA required that folic acid be added to all enriched cereal grain products, which includes most breads, rice, and pasta. And this is actually they attribute this between 1998 and 2006, the folate levels in women increased by 50. percent So. Sweet. And just so you guys know, um, in addition to discussing items that Americans might, or vitamins Americans might be deficient in, we're also going to give you items of that food, which food items are are high in these nutrients in order to help fight this deficiency. Okay, so we're going to tell them what the problem is, Uh and then we're going to tell them Foods they can eat to fix it. Exactly. Essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Got so, it. So since folic acid is already a success story, I'm going to kind of take that off the list. But if you're looking to get more folate in your diet, especially if you're a pregnant woman, like they said, it's enriched in cereal grain products, but also found high in spinach, broccoli, asparagus, and oranges. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So a lot of uh, plants and vegetables. 
All right, so now let's get to, according to not only this CDC report, but also multiple articles that I've read, there's one, the number one, or I shouldn't say number one, let's just, we don't, we won't have to put them in order, but one of the most uh, vitamin Frequently are, mentioned. Yes, frequently, thank you. Frequently mentioned nutrient that uh, Americans are deficient in is iodine. Which is so funny. Mm-hmm. And it's probably why America went crazy with iodinized salt. Yeah, I know. Is that how you say it? Iodized mm-hmm. or iodinized? I just remember always having a canister of that in... Like, growing up, that was the kind of salt we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so iodine is an essential mineral for normal thyroid function and production of thyroid hormones. It also talks about, uh, it's also another important uh, nutrient for pregnant women because it's also uh, related to uh, developmental issues or intellectual, uh, the lack in, of iodine can be led or associated with intellectual disabilities. So also once again, very important for uh, brain development. Uh, so, uh, they said, let's see, the most common symptoms of iodine deficiency is in large thyroid gland, also known as a goiter. It may be caused by, incre- it all, may also incle- also cause increased heart rate, shortness of breath, and weight gain. So, some good dietary sources of iodine. Um, guess what? Iodized salt. Iodized. So mm-hmm. not iodinized. So they're i they're adding iodized. iodine to the salt. Yes. So that's actually a good source of iodine. Yeah. Um, it says, says uh, this is the CDC says low fat dairy products, seafood. Um, and then another uh, source we were looking at, Healthline, said seaweed, fish, seafood, uh, dairy, and eggs actually have a good source of iodine. Woo, we love eggs. <clears throat> and no, for anybody mm-hmm. who knows that we've recently got chickens, we still don't have eggs. We Tell get that question it. a lot. Oof. So another one that uh, is uh, featured both in the CDC report and multiple articles that I said, something I think people heard a lot as of late, maybe in the past four or five years, vitamin D. People being deficient in vitamin D. I think we probably heard it a lot, especially during COVID. Uh, Impact talk. on the immune system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, as uh, vitamin D really a uh, fat-soluble vitamin that seems to... Uh, affect everything you know it functions as a steroid hum, uh, steroid hormone in your body um, so let's list some of the things uh, that vitamin D could be important to we said one immune mm-hmm. system that's right uh, it says vitamin D deficient deficiency in vitamin D may uh, cause muscle weakness bone loss and increased risk of fractures oh yeah bone health. That's right. Vitamin bone D health. is essential immune, for bone health. Immune system, bone health. Um, may if uh, children are deficient in it, it could uh, chart cause growth problems or growth yep. delays in soft bones. Ooh, that doesn't sound fun. Uh, vitamin D also, uh, as Shannon said, uh, immune function and and also deficiency could lead to increased risk of cancer, which is pretty much like pretty you said, everything. underneath the immune system. So, what food? Is high in vitamin D. Any thinks? Any guess? Any guesses? 
Oh, I did not come prepared to guess. Okay. All right. Well, this, how about something you may have just mentioned and was also mentioned during the iodine uh, Salt? conversation? <laughs> That's now, what I remember talking about. We talked about, we have them in our yard. They haven't started laying these yet. <laughs> eggs. That's right. I, eggs. Edible, incredible uh -huh. eggs. According to the CDC report. Uh, and the Healthline report, eggs, specifically egg yolks, is a good source of vitamin D. Yolks, That's right, not folks. Egg yolks, not the whites, yolks. Uh, fatty fish, mushrooms, and liver, according to the CDC, are also high in vitamin D. Um, cod liver oil, which I take. I take a, a fish oil supplement with vitamin D in it. And, uh, like they said, fatty fish. Now, if you're wondering what fatty fish is, Salmon, mackerel, sardines, trout are all uh, examples of fatty fish that have that are high in vitamin D. Huh, so Any like of those the, you would eat? The smaller, kind of heading towards the smaller side mm -hmm. of the fish food chain. Mackerel, sardines. Are you a mackerel, sardines is fan? Mackerel. I feel like mackerel is a little bigger. But I, I know. I mean, I know sardines are small, but mackerel's a little bit bigger yeah, than sardines. Yeah, I think they can them. And salmon's a little bit bigger, but oh, yeah. and trout's like the same size. Uh -huh. But it's not like your. It's not like your deep sea ocean fish. No, not tuna. Not so, tuna or, or yeah. like yellowtail or anything or like sea that. Sea bass or mm -hmm. something. So yeah, it's more of the. It's on the smaller side of the fish scale. Mm -hmm. I feel like are the fish that are going to be your fatty fish. So this is another one that I've seen a lot of. And, uh, and just a quick note, the vitamin D, um, according to the CDC report, and I think a lot of people have, uh, of, I should say a lot of people know this, but um, unfortunately vitamin C deficiency affects uh, different ethnic groups differently. Um, actually, it's according to this, uh, CDC report, it says non-Hispanic Black Americans, one, 31 out of 100 have vitamin D deficiency. So essentially 31%, uh, according to this report, of, of non-Hispanic Black. Doesn't it have vitamin D is also you can be absorbed through the sun, right? Correct. Your body produces it by absorbing the sun's so uh, UV rays. Didn't they like determine that there was something with skin pigmentation? Absolutely. So that that's, leads to absorption problems. Right. That's that's kind of the 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 issue is that you know obviously uh, African Americans have a darker darker melanin have more melanin in their skin so it blocks the absorption of the sun's rays so they have basically naturally they're according you know the way I understand it are, are probably less efficient at producing their body's less efficient at producing yeah. vitamin D. Yeah. I mean they developed the skin pigmentation. At some point, I think through evolution, right? Right. That's how, yeah. Based off of the fact that they were probably getting so much sun exposed exposure, the sun, where right? they, where those populations lived, that uh -huh. they essentially developed a mechanism to stop the overexposure mm -hmm. and what you know the sun provides. Interesting. It says yeah, the Healthline article actually says vitamin D is produced from cholesterol in your skin upon upon exposure to sunlight. Thus, people who live far from the equator are likely to be deficient unless their dietary intake is adequate or they supplement with vitamin D. Yeah. So I'm interesting. They didn't make any, any 
any reference to people that have more melanin in their skin, though. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay, there's that's just a quick vitamin caveat. D. Vitamin D, there's lots of aspects to it. There's mm-hmm. lots of benefits to it, particularly if you are a person with certain backgrounds, you know, vitamin D is going to be important. And especially, like, if you are also someone who is a low immune system, you make sure you have vitamin D worked into your your vitamins. Yeah. Your supplements. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next one, and I've always heard about this, about being an issue of being deficient in, and I actually, at one time, I was on, on this supplement. I almost gave it away. Uh, because uh, I tested during a annual, an annual blood work with a deficient in it was iron. Mm. So... Iron uh, is basically uh, essential mineral, which means Pretty essential important. minerals does that mean we, our body can't produce it. A uh, large component of red blood cells in which it binds with hemoglobin and transports oxygen to your cells. Uh, so that's pretty uh, important. Yeah. I want to say there's also another one. Maybe it's calcium. I'm not getting ahead of myself here yet. Do-do-do. I remember getting like absolutely inundated with questions about iron uh-huh. when I told my doctor that I was that I had gone vegan and she just oh yeah buried me with questions and thankfully I had done my homework and I knew what foods were 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 you know had good amounts of iron in it but uh, you do have to do your homework right it's not it's not probably what most people think right and there are two different kinds of iron uh heme iron and non-heme iron heme iron high in animal foods non-heme iron high in plant animal and plant foods so yes as a a vegan you can get iron um, from uh, plant sources um so basically they were talking about uh, vegetarian vegans are having increased risk of deficiency because they consume only non-heme iron which is not absorbed well as well as heme iron so that is uh, an issue that non-heme is not absorbed as well, but you probably can, especially if you take your, you know, do blood work, you can see if you need to supplement with it. But yeah. let's talk about the dietary sources that you can have, that you can, uh, that you can ingest in order to get more iron in your body. So first, the heme iron sources. The best of those sources include red meat, organ meat. Shellfish and canned sardines. I'm not going to eat organ meat. No organ meat? No liver for you? No. Isn't that called offal? I think that's basically like a category of some of the organ meats. Yeah. Offal sounds really similar to another word. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's meant to be that way. It says one slice of sl- of of liver, which is eighty one grams, gives more than fifty percent of your daily value of <sighs> of iron. Nope. So, what about the best sources of non heme iron? The non animal sources, beans, kidney beans. Uh, a cup of kidney beans provides thirty three percent of your daily value of iron, or non heme iron, I should say. Seeds, pumpkin, sesame, and squash seeds. Uh, dark leafy, leafy greens, broccoli, kale, and spinach, rich in iron. Essentially, cruciferous is a wealth mm-hmm. of vitamins, 
that we do not eat enough of. Ah, this is what I was going to ask. This was what I was thinking about. It says, notably, vitamin C can enhance the absorption of iron. Eating vitamin C-rich foods like oranges, kale, and bell peppers alongside iron-rich foods can maximize iron absorption. That's what I was thinking about. It's like one of those that needs a buddy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. There's some vitamins vitamins that that, that are just, they go better. With a friend. I think calcium's the same way, too. I think yeah. calcium and vitamin C. All right, so the last one that we have uh, that I saw mar- multiple articles was vitamin B12. Now, this yeah. is another one that you probably were subjected to with by that nosy doctor when you said you were going vegan. Uh-huh. Because vitamin, the B vitamins are only found in uh, animal sources. Uh, so... It's a but vitamin B12 is essential for blood formation as well as brain and nerve function. I did uh, actually take a supplement at that point. For mm-hmm. that. Every cell in your body needs B12 to function normally, but your body is unable to produce it. It's an essential vitamin. If anybody ever sees that when they're reading, essential means your body can't produce it. Non-essential means your body produces it. But so, it may not produce enough. Uh, for non-essential. For non-essential. Uh. It's yeah. If you have some sort, of, you know, that if you have some sort of metabolic that's condition, that's how you can. Yeah, that's how you can like not have right. Enough of but it. that's why essential vitamins you have to ingest an essential vitamin, right, in order to create it. Anywho, sorry. B twelve is only found in sufficient amounts of animal foods. Uh, so, although certain types of seaweed may provide small quantities, mm-hmm. therefore people do not need to increase the risk of deficiency. We, like we said, Shannon, when she was vegan, um, I'm pretty sure my supplement was made of like an extract from seaweed. seaweed. That makes sense. Yeah, because I was vegan, I wasn't going <clears> to <throat> go and take a supplement made of. Animal products. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, uh, studies indicate that 80 to 90% of vegetarians and vegans may be deficient in B12. Uh, another study said that more than 20% of older adults may be deficient because your vitamin uh, B12 deficient or absorption, vitamin B12 absorption, decreases as you age. So, B12 sounds like a pretty important one that we need to uh, uh, ingest on a regular basis. Um, so, let's see some of the common food sources for vitamin B12. Uh, shellfish, clams and oysters, check and check. Wow, look at, so a three ounce, 85 gram portion of cooked clams provides 14,000% of your daily value of B12. Wow. Yeah, I feel like um, seafood, I was told like a lot of seafood or like, it was actually pretty good. I don't know if it's all seafood blanket or uh-huh. if it's just some shellfish. Of like shellfish. Yeah, certainly huge amounts. Wow, and then two ounce a two ounce slice of liver packs more than a thousand. Am I reading? Yeah, a thousand percent of your daily value. Um, Again with the organ meat. Yep. So six well beef steak six ounce beef steak offers one hundred fifty percent of daily value. Eggs. Eggs back on the list. Whole egg provides six percent of your daily value. Uh, milk products one cup of whole milk eighteen percent of your daily value. B twelve isn't considered harmful in large amounts because it's often poorly absorbed and easily excreted. So that's the thing. I mean, I guess the absorption too of B twelve. 
uh, can definitely be a, uh, a challenge. It says in Healthline article, B12 absorption is more complex than than that of any other vitamins because it is aided by a protein known as intr- as intrinsic factor. Some people are lacking in this protein and may thus need B12 injections or higher doses of supplements. Huh. Interesting. That's something I wasn't aware of. So <clears throat> those are the four that, that... We knew, we learn new things every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, even I learn stuff every day. Uh, so those are just four. I mean, there's a couple different lists you look at. They have Some have calcium on that. Other B vitamins are on there. But just didn't want to inundate you with too much. Um, so we wanted to just highlight, the, highlight those four. And also uh, kind of just... I also when I started the uh, the discussion talking about how the CDC says most people are getting nutrients, but there's just some that are falling short in categories, and also certain ethnic groups are, uh, according to the report, are deficient in that. So uh, I think moral of the story is you can get your basically nutrient levels tested. There's yeah. actually at home tests you can take now. Um, and what I do in my research for this, they had a bunch of different, um, our, uh, re- uh, basically recommendations for at-home tests to get your nutrients tested, your nutrient levels tested, and see if you're actually deficient or not. So it's very accessible now. Yeah. Um, so there's no need to wonder if you're deficient or not. Um, you know, obviously health conditions may indicate if you have a deficiency, but there's no need to guess nowadays. You can actually find out if you are or not. Yeah. And I think if you've been listening to our podcast, we are really big on at home sort of health monitoring. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those that you've tried a few times now with very successful results. Yep. And... I know I need to. I just hate that damn finger prick so much. Um, But this is also something that, you know, when you go to your doctor, hopefully once a year, get the blood work, you Mm -hmm. know, for a good reason and make sure that they're checking these things because as you change, as your lifestyle changes, you're going to see kind of different deficiencies and issues come up and it's important. This is one of those amazing things that we have access into nowadays that just tells you so much. So it's uh, also going to be the thing that should probably direct you as to what supplements you're actually taking, you're taking mm-hmm. versus like guesstimating it. Right. And uh, instead of just Googling, <laughs> Googling uh, trendy supplements. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you can save yourself some money in the long run by yeah. not spending, you know, money on useless vitamins or supplements, right? We love supplements, but if you don't need them, there's no sense of taking it. Exactly. So um, I think it's going to roll in nicely. It's a nice segue into uh, what's got me pumped this week is that uh, talking about that at-home health test. Um, Some people who have listened have probably heard that I've uh, partaken in the Let's Get Checked at-home health test. Uh, Specifically, recently I did a testosterone test, but I also did a cholesterol test. Um, And I actually discovered 
uh, in my quest to try to find a new primary care physician to... Which we both have to do now. Right. To uh, basically get my uh, cholesterol medication renewed, my prescription refilled, um, I discovered that I could talk to a doctor through the Let's Get Checked app. Super sweet. Because they have my cholesterol readings. That's amazing. Yeah. So basically, uh, I booked a consultation through the app and spoke to somebody, uh, spoke to a doctor over the app. Uh, I shouldn't say somebody, should specifically say spoke to a doctor uh, and <laughs> basically asked me about my history. He could see the tests that I gave. Uh, he, could, he asked me about um, what I had previously. Um, you know, so it was kind of interesting because I took a test with the let's get checked while I was on medication and when I was off medication. So they saw the difference. Um, and then they asked me more history about how long I've been on the medication. Either way, they were able to write me a prescription and call it into my pharmacy. So I got my, my prescription filled without having to go visit, uh, or try to track down a new primary care uh, doctor, even though I'm going to. Which is really remarkable when you think about it. Right. Because for, you know, like telemedicine, there's a reason that this is increasing in popularity. Mm-hmm. And we're in the future, we're going to have to do a much deeper dive into this. I actually have a friend that works for like a telemedicine like company. And I mean, it's just so interesting. You can actually get... Your test at home, you don't have to leave your house, like you don't have to go out to a doctor's office. It's not it's not always convenient, especially with the limitations of healthcare today. You can actually consult with a doctor who can access all your records at, you know, a click of a button. And especially if you are someone who's looking to continue like a medication and not you know, troubleshoot a new solution. Why not have that be easily accessible? It's brilliant. I was super, I was like, is it this easy? And it was that easy. So that's so awesome. um, You know, I was very, very pleased with the whole process. And, you know, they was like, Hey, you know, here's medication. Here's, you know, you get 90 days, you got to do another test in 90 days and then we'll, we'll address from there. So, you know, it's uh, definitely need to get on and find a, uh, a new PCP, but uh, now I don't have to worry about rushing to do that just so I need to get my prescription filled. So, um, you know, I was very pleased with it, and I, I don't know if it'll be for everybody, but it worked very pleasantly for me, I, yeah. I would say that. So um, that's what we got for you guys this week. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, so we got some interesting developments coming up in the coming weeks. Um, and I'm really excited to, uh, share some new, uh, uh, info with you guys. So you need to stay tuned. Uh, yes, that's a little bit of a tease because, uh, that's what I do best. Um, so you're, you're just a giant tease. I'm giant tease. So, uh, but please, in the meantime, uh, keep sharing the podcast with a friend. Keep rating and reviewing it, and make sure you follow us on Instagram, the ATF Podcast, so you can uh, stay up to date with all our info and reach out to us if you need uh, a customized workout plan. All right, got anything else for him tonight? No. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. 
For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to, po- uh, Addicted to Podcast. Try that again. Five.